Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Maryland basketball cannot close out games. You are Locked On Turks, your daily podcast on the Maryland Turks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Turks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your Day. And these days, new potential hires can feel like high-stakes wagers for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs help find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Maryland basketball cannot cl- close out games. We are terrible. We got to be the worst team in the country at closing out close games. The Terps lose another close one to Ohio State, who was a bottom team in the Big Ten, an Ohio State team that hadn't been very good all year, one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. They were bottom two team in the Big Ten. But I did say, I did say, I don't think this Ohio State team is as bad as you may think they are. I think they can do some things. I thought they were still really good offensively and Really, they just hadn't been playing very good defensively, but I still thought they were a really good offensive team, and you can win games when you have that type of offense, especially if you're going against Maryland's offense. But Maryland loses another close game. I predicted a Terps loss because we can't win close games, and when you play Ohio State on the road, I don't think we're going. We're the type of team to be able to blow out somebody like that. I don't think we're going to go to Ohio State and go to Columbus and beat them by 20, 15, 10 points where it's like, oh, we can win those type of games. That's a big reason why I often pick Maryland not to win the games because we're not good enough to beat anyone by 10 or even like a game where it's like an eight-point game where, okay, it's kind of close, but you the other team really didn't have much of a shot. We're not good enough to win that type of game. If we're going to win a game, it's probably going to be a dogfight. It's probably going to come down to the last minute. And guess what? A big part of this season has been we have been terrible in close games. We have been one of the worst teams in the entire country in close games. And if you think about it, to go back to my point that The Terps team is not good enough to just win games by like 10 points, by 8 points. I think Nebraska is the only team that I look at that is a caliber opponent that we really handled and were able to win the game, and it was never in – it wasn't really in doubt ever. Besides that, if you go through most of the games, unless I'm forgetting a game, unless I'm wrong or something, if you go through all the Big Ten games – it was always it was it's always a close game or we get blown out like we got blown out against Purdue we barely were in the game against Indiana early on but if you think about it we never are able to just separate the only time i really think of that was like a blowout but it didn't even end up being a blowout was the UCLA game that was a kind of close game, but that game should have never been close. We were crushing them at the half. Jameer Young was having a career day. But the Terps cannot win one-possession games. And basketball, that's what basketball is about. It's about the end of the game. Some 
some of the best plays in sports, all of sports, come at the end of basketball games, NBA, college, high school, buzzer beaters, big players step up in the big moments at the end of the day game. And the best teams in college basketball are able to win those close games late. Those are the best teams. Those are the teams that win in March. Those are the teams that are some of the best caliber teams in the country. Those are the teams that win national championships, the teams that can win close games. But if you look at Terps, the one possession games this year, we have losses to UAB, Davidson, Minnesota, Northwestern, Michigan State, Rutgers. And these aren't like five point, six point losses. These are one possession losses. So either one, two, or three points. One possession losses we have lost to UAB, Davidson, Minnesota, Northwestern, Michigan State, and Rutgers, and Ohio State as well. If you look at Ohio State, it was technically a four-point game, but I'm still counting it as a one-possession game. When it goes that deep and it's an overtime game, I'm going to count it as a one-possession game. If you don't want to count it, then don't count. But the amount of losses that we have taken in one-possession games is ridiculous, and you're never going to win in the Big Ten like that. You're never going to win big games like that if you're taking those type of losses in one possession games. You're just not going to do it. You're not going to be able to beat very many big-time teams. You're not going to do any damage in the Big Ten. And to give you the exact number, the Terps are 1-7 in seven in games decided by four points or less. 1-7. in seven. Imagine this season if instead of 1-7 in, in close games – Maybe we were four and four in close games, or maybe we were like five and three in close games. The season could look a lot different. That's why part of me doesn't want to be super discouraged by this Maryland team. I, I I think we have a ton of problems. Don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of stuff that needs to get fixed. And I think there's a lot of things that are kind of scary right now. And as we move into next year and how next year team looks, it looks kind of scary to me. And not good scary, not like, oh, they're scary good. It doesn't look great. But part of the reason I still have some type of hope for this Maryland team is the amount of close games that we have lost. It's not like we're just getting blown out by teams. We're in games. We've been in the game against Michigan State. We've been in the game against Northwestern. We've been in the game against Minnesota, who isn't a very good team. But still, we've been in a lot of games. We've been in most games, I would say. But – that's why I still kind of hold out hope for the Terps. But we find a way to lose these games. And this Ohio State game was a perfect example of us finding a way to lose. Because down the stretch, basketball. Think about what you have to do down the stretch to be able to win close games in basketball games. There's one thing that is probably like anybody that knows ball, that knows basketball, a coach, players, will tell you that if you want to win down the stretch. If you want to keep leads, if you want to take leads, you have to hit from the free throw line down the stretch. You have to do that. You have to be able to knock down shots. You have to shoot a pretty good percentage from the free throw line at the end of the game if you want to win close games. And the Terps could not do that at all. Could not do that at all down the stretch. Dante Scott missed two free throws at the end of regulation that would have put us up. But instead, he missed both, and then Jameer Young ends up missing a game winner. If Dante Scott hits those two free throws or hits hits those two free throws, yeah, if he hits those two free throws, we probably, I would think we win the game if he hits those two free throws overall. We win the game. 
but instead he misses two of them and he keeps Ohio State in the game at their place. And once you get to overtime on as an away team, it is hard to win in overtime as an away team. You kind of feel like you just got your heart ripped out, especially this Maryland team where they should have won the game because Dante Scott, who is been playing pretty well and is probably one of our better shooters, I would say. I mean, we don't have very many shooters, but I would say he's one of the better ones. I think I would put him up there as one of those, those guys that – we want to have the ball at the end of the game. I would say not this guy is one of those guys, but he didn't hit the shot and it got worse from there. Headed into the second o- or the first OT, excuse me, same trends were ha- happening. Second OT, Julian Reese misses free throws for us to be able to win the game, for us to stay in the game. He misses free throws. It just can't happen overall. You're just not going to win games when Julian Reese misses a pair of free throws and then the second OT misses another pair of free throws. You're not going to be able to win close games like that. And Julian Reese has been a bad a bad free throw shooter. He's been a bad free throw shooter. There's no buts and ends about it. And that's a big reason why I think we can't win down the stretch. I, I, I don't know if sometimes this year stick out where it's like we haven't been hitting free throws, but it's always something that we do whether it's a defensive lapse at the end of the game and giving one of their better players a good matchup or whether it's not hitting free throws or whether it's Jameer Young having to do everything down the stretch. We find a ways to not be able to win games. And I would say we are built not to win close games. Some teams are built to win close games. They have really good free throw shooters. They have clutch players. I'd say outside of Jameer Young, I don't have anybody on this team that I really want to have the ball down the stretch. I don't think we're built for the close games because think about it. Think about it. Think about Julian Reese. Do we want him to have the ball down the stretch? I mean, I guess, but teams are going to foul him. Teams are going to play him aggressive down the stretch, and he hasn't hit free throws at a high percentage at all. He's been below like 70%. He's shot a pretty poor percentage from the free throw line since he's been at Maryland. So do I want Julian Reese to have it? I don't think so. I mean, he's probably one of our best options, but I don't want him going to the free throw line. If you think about who else would we really want the ball down the stretch? I mean, Jameer Young, do we want Dante Scott to have the ball? He just missed two free throws. So this Terp team, it's not like, oh, like I'm surprised that we can't win down the stretch. It's just the fact that we can't win close games, but I'm not surprised. I don't think we're built to win close games. I don't think we have that type of personnel to win close games. I don't think we're very good. And the mark of a good team in basketball, basketball games are a lot of the times close games, whether any level you look at, especially when you get to Big Ten play, a lot of it's close games. And the mark of the good team is if you can win the close ones, and this Maryland team hasn't been able to win the close games overall. So overall, it was a dis- I don't want to say it's a disappointing performance. I didn't even think we played that bad. I thought we had control of the game, a lot of the game, but – it's a disappointing loss for sure. Just to say that we should have won that game, it's, it's going to be disappointing. The Terps lose another close game. Kevin Willard previewed a new a lineup. I will talk about that after this ad from LinkedIn. These days, new potential hires can feel like high-stakes wagers for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. 
A lot of people need jobs right now. And if you want to find someone amazing for your company, LinkedIn Jobs helps find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Maryland basketball team previewed a new lineup against Ohio State, and I liked it. I liked that Kevin Willard finally decided a new lineup. It was time. It has been time for a while. I never thought our lineup from the start, our starting five, gave us the best shot at winning. I thought we should have tried even more things throughout the season. I think going down these games, he might. But I've been saying it for a while I don't know if Deshaun Harris-Smith should be starting. He hasn't played well. He's been very poor offensively. He hasn't been able to shoot the ball well. And I just I haven't loved him in the starting lineup. I wanted to see him come off the bench. I want to see what he was able to do off the bench, if he was able to play better maybe off the bench. But Kevin Miller decided to take out Deshaun Harris-Smith and Jordan Geronimo, and he started to, and he started Kaiser and Maddie, which I liked. I liked. Here's my preference on things. I wanted, I've been wanting, if you listen, if you listen consistently to the show, I've been wanting Jahari Long to start. I think Jahari Long gives us a really good shot at winning. I think he gives us our best shot at winning at the guard position. I think he's experienced. I think he can shoot the ball a little bit. He's been shooting pretty well. I think he can play make a little bit. And I think he can do some solid things off of Jameer Young. So I've been shouting for Jahari Long to start, but I understand him not starting and I, I understand wanting to have someone off the bench. I guess that's what Kevin Willard probably wants from him. But it's not like Jahari Long has been absolutely killing it. He's been pretty – I would say he's been inconsistent a little bit. But he's definitely done some big things in spots. And sometimes I just wonder if he had a bigger role, if how much better he would be for the Terps. But overall, I've been calling for Jahari Long to start. But Kaiser gets to start instead of Deshaun Harris-Smith, which I liked. I liked it. I didn't love it, but I did like it. I like the fact that we were trying something different beside Deshaun Harris-Smith, and I like giving Kaiser an opportunity to start. I think Kaiser has – I think he might have started against Villanova maybe. I think he has like a couple – maybe one or two starts. But it was really one of his first starts for sure because we've been rocking the same lineup for a while. And I, I did like seeing Kaiser in the starting lineup, but – Deshaun Harris-Smith has struggled, but Jamie Kaiser has struggled pretty big time as well at times this year. He's supposed to be a really solid shooter, and he hasn't shot the bell well at all at times this year. So overall, I was I was kind of interested. I was like, hmm, okay, we're starting Kaiser. He struggled. Maybe this boosts his confidence. I don't know. I did like the switch, but I also didn't love it because I thought Jahari Long should have started. Now let's talk about the other part, Jordan Geronimo out and Maddie in. So it's an interesting little story because I'm kind of unsure of this situation a little bit because it sounded like Jordan Geronimo had some type of hand injury and he didn't really play. So 
I wasn't sure if like it was because of the injury or if this was if this was kind of a lineup change that Kevin Willard wanted to make. I didn't know if it was an injury or what. I didn't know if it was a hand issue. So I'm still kind of curious about that and kind of curious of what led Kevin Willard to put in Maddie and if it was an injury or if he just wanted to shift the lineup. I don't know. But I liked I liked trying Maddie. He hasn't gotten very minutes very many minutes this year. He's played like under 50 minutes this year in total. And I, I liked what he did. I thought he played very well. He brought us some length and some size inside. And I, I thought he did some really good things. And I think he should start next game. I think he shot a high percentage. I thought he offensive rebounded pretty good. He shot, he had eight points, shot 66% from the field and had five rebounds. I think he did a good job on the glass. I think he did a pretty good job at the four spot. He's really talented. He doesn't even know how talented he is. It's just guys like that. It sometimes just doesn't all just come together. Sometimes you're super talented. You have all the traits and you put in all the work. And it sometimes just doesn't translate. It just doesn't happen for them. But I'm not saying it won't happen for him. He still has a while. We'll see if he's still a turp next year. But I wouldn't mind seeing him start even the rest of the season, um, especially the next couple of games. 8.66% from the field, five rebounds, some offensive rebounding. I think he brings good time length. Uh, he's he's a little bit – he's kind of similar to having Jordan Geronimo in there in terms of both of them aren't anything crazy offensively. They're solid players offensively. I mean, I wouldn't say they're solid. They're 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 not going to give you much offensively, to be honest. But Maddie did give us eight points. But I think they're good defensively and they're good on the glass. So it's kind of like what do you kind of prefer? I, I say you stick with Maddie, try something different. He played well. Give him another opportunity, reward him for that, and Jordan Geronimo can come off the bench. I don't hate that at all, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Geronimo is back in the lineup, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Maddie's in there. Kaiser, it was a different story. He didn't play well. His inexperience showed up in one of his first starts. He only ended up playing 11 minutes. So he started the game, but he didn't play very much, which isn't a good spot to be. He just isn't shooting the ball well. He's just not He's just not playing his best ball overall. Um, I like Kevin Willard. Like I said, I like Kevin Willard starting him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he tries something else, um, if he tries someone else in the starting line after this game. I wouldn't mind even seeing Noah Batchelor. I mean, I don't want Noah Batchelor at the two, but – I wouldn't mind seeing Noah Bachelor even at the small ball at the small ball four. I, I, I don't really know what you do with this lineup. I of course I talk about Jahari Long. Kaiser hasn't played well. Deshaun Harris Smith hasn't played well. They probably shouldn't be starters right now, to be completely honest. I don't think they should be starters right now. But I think I wouldn't mind them starting down the stretch because we need them to get reps. We need to get ready for next year. I think everything at this point is getting ready for next year. I don't think it's really about this year. And college basketball is kind of weird. You kind of think – I feel like you think of that more in professional sports about getting ready for next year instead of instead of just playing it out because with the portal and everything, like a bunch of guys can leave. And it just doesn't seem like you play for the future as much. But in, like, the NBA, a lot of teams, they kind of tank and they kind of just get young guys' experience. But in college, I, I wouldn't mind us kind of taking that route if Deshaun Harris-Smith and Kaiser are going to be big parts of our team next year, I think you need to give them as much minutes as possible. And I've been talking about it. I don't like the inconsistent minutes from Jamie Kaiser. I'd say give him minutes 
Give him 15, 18, 20 minutes a game. Don't let the minutes change based on how he's playing. It doesn't matter. Wins aren't going to do much at this point of the year. I think the most important thing is honestly getting experience for these guys. But it can mess with the confidence if you're giving him such inconsistent minutes. So I would just let Kaiser play. I would let him get as many minutes as Kevin Willard thinks he should get and keep it consistent. I think it should be 15, 18 minutes for him. And same thing with Dejon Harris-Smith. But they've been pretty consistent with Dejon Harris-Smith's um, his his minutes overall. So I would say you kind of got to get those two minutes. I did like the change in the lineup, though, overall putting Kaiser in there. I'll be interested to see if Kaiser is back in the lineup. I don't mind seeing him back in the lineup again. Show him that you have trust in him. Show him that you are going back to him, even though you had a poor game and you only played 11 minutes. We're going to put you back on the floor for this Wednesday's game. We think you can do some big things overall. Did Kevin Willard make the right choice down the stretch? I will tell you my thoughts after this ad from FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA player teams like quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com to shoot your shot. FanDuel, the official partner of the NBA. All right, so I saw a couple things about Kevin Willard. Some of the some people were not happy with Willard's decision down the stretch. And I didn't mind Willard's decision down the stretch not to call the timeouts. I did not mind, I did not mind it. On the game winners where Jameer Young had it down the stretch, Kevin Willard decided not to call a timeout. Was that the right decision? To me, it was. I'm kind of on it's it's all opinionated. You can go really either way. And since Jameer Young didn't make the shot down the stretch, maybe you say it was the wrong decision kind of automatically. But you can really have either side on this thing. I, I'll respect anything that anyone kind of has to say, whether you think you should call it a timeout, whether you think you should have let it play out. I always like, if you have a dude like Jameer Young, I kind of like him just playing it out so the defense isn't ready. Because honestly, I think, I think that, the defense gets more capabilities from the timeout than the offense does. I know you can draw up a play. I know you can do some different things like that. But I feel like the plays that coaches draw up, usually, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's better when they just play it out, just play in the rhythm of the game, let him go do his thing. He missed it, obviously, so you could say Kevin Willard should have called a timeout. But I'm going to defend Kevin Willard. Jameer Young has been really good all year. I'd say you let him play it out. You let him do his thing down the stretch. You don't call the timeout because honestly, if I was a coach, I would not have called the timeout. I would have, I would have let, I would have let him play. I would have let him go do his thing. I think Jameer Young is really good. I think he's, I don't want to say he's better not coming out of the timeout, but I feel like Jameer Young does more damage just in the normal rhythm of the game. Web more than if it was like a set play overall, but maybe I'm wrong. Let me know what you guys think. If you think Kevin Willard should have called a timeout. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Lock on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking about football and basketball. So thank you for listening to Lock on Terps.